This is not Santa's workshop. It's just one section of a creative world where new attractions for Disneyland are conceived. Now, a great deal of time, sweat, and a few tears were expended on all this, but there's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities which become a part of Disneyland. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day Welcome back to Disney Marvels for a week of September 1st, 2019. This is episode 55. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, Fox, the Parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Whether you're planning your next Disney Parks vacation, cruise vacation, or you just don't know where to start, do what I do. Be sure to contact Destinations with Character Travel, the official travel partner of the Disney Marvels podcast. Email them now at info at destinationswithcharacter.com or visit their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them that you heard about them on the Disney Marvels podcast. This week, I'm going to forego the news and we're going to get right into the show, part two of the San Diego Comic-Con and D23 talk that I'm having with Isaac right after this break. Let's pick up where we left off last week with our continuing discussion of our San Diego Comic-Con and D23 news review with Isaac. And now, on with the show. concerned regarding no it is not it is not because there is more because at d23 they announced not only one not two three more Marvel series in production yep um very early stages that you're getting moon knight she hulk and New Jersey's own Miss Marvel, yes. Ms. Marvel uh, series. Ms. Marvel is the one that I think is furthest in production. It has a showrunner. Yep. Okay. Um, and no casting, to the best of my knowledge, other than a showrunner and some script ideas already in progress. Uh, everything else, I think, is in the earliest stages of production. These, this is stuff that we we're probably not going to be seeing for another two to three years yeah probably not um so ms marvel like i said she is kind of like a mr fantastic type of uh captain marvel she has a lot of the powers but she's mostly bendy and um and does she has the ability to manipulate her body and shape mm-hmm. um, and basically her character is kamala khan uh, like you said, uh, Jersey Day. I'm excited because she is a New Jersey character. Represent. We got a New Jersey. Yep. And most importantly, is the fact that she is playing. She is a Muslim Pakistani girl that lives in Jersey City. Um, that basically got exposed to uh, uh, to the mist uh, that turns in humans into basically that turns people into humans that have that inhuman gene uh, to create. And that's from, from Agents of Shield. Yep. Went from Agents of Shield. And that is how 
um, she becomes uh, basically Miss um, Marvel, the ability to shapeshift and turn into these different things. But I think what's really interesting about this series is the fact that is she is a Muslim Pakistani. She's going to be the first Muslim Pakistani superhero in the MCU, and maybe just Muslim superhero in general from any walks of life to be interested. So I think we're going to get that conflict of what it means to be Muslim and as a superhero in this world and to see that duality, which I'm very, very interested in seeing. And also another thing I want to add it to, this could probably be maybe our first introduction into mutants because you have to remember the only reason why they used in humans is because they, they didn't. did not have... They didn't control the word mutant. Yeah, they couldn't use the word that they didn't have the X-Men license to go as Fox. Now that they have that back, they can now, maybe in this version, she could be a mutant now instead of an inhuman. Because they really didn't do a lot with inhuman, even though they made a television show. They, I think they just kind of want to ax off and not have anything to deal with that. So. Yeah, let's move on for that term. We didn't do so well in the ratings. Yeah, um, yeah because uh, you have the character Quake in the, the S.H.I.E.L.D., um, in the Agents of Shield, which that's going to be finishing up its run with in the next season. Yep. Uh, will be it's it's abbreviated uh, abbreviated season, and it will be the end of the Agents of Shield show. Um, now that they're focusing on all this other stuff, Agents of Shield just never working itself into the MCU as much as I think they initially hoped. Yep. Um, and just they let that run on its own. Um, it's all basically all, all tangents. Um, so I I know of the Miss Marvel character a little bit from the comic books, a little bit from some of the games, and also from the Secret Wars series that they were running on uh, on Disney XD. Um, I really hope they play more into her family dynamic. Yes. Um, Which number is yeah, because they they do touch on it on the cut in the the uh, animated series. Okay. Um, but not I I don't think enough. I think they, I think they this could really you know something I've always said about Marvel is that they, the superhero aspect of a lot of the characters is secondary to the character themselves. Yep. And things like this. Especially since it's a not a movie, you don't have to tell a story in two hours and thirty minutes, two hours ten minutes, whatever it is. You have twenty, you know, well, in this case, probably twelve episodes, mm-hmm. six to twelve episodes to tell a fuller story, like they did with, you know, you got the Daredevil movie, then you have the da- Daredevil Netflix series. The, you were able to tell so much more story about the care of Matt Murdock. Um, and develop them into the daredevil mm-hmm. than just having it okay oh yep blind lawyer had an accident when he's younger now goes around in a rubber suit and beats up character you know bad guys um you got more of a sense of who the character was who who matt murdoch was trying to live as the daredevil and i think you have a fantastic point to have you know, um this young Muslim lady trying to balance out her life as she knew she knew it yeah. to the life that she now has once she gets her powers 
And I think that would make for a fantastic series. And I hope that's what they're they're thinking too. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree on that. Yeah. And and to add on to that, like you said, it basically these are gonna be like one hour movies. You're basically getting six to eight one hour movies with you're gonna get the same uh, production quality that you would get from the MCU being put into this. Yeah. And there's the money budgets on these the money blind on it is not small they no. they are not cutting corners on these um it, it reminds me of to make a star trek analogy when they were making star trek the next generation the production cost for each episode was a a small movie yeah. um and it came across well which is why that show ran as long as it did and did as well as it did and they were able to do what it, they could with it um i think disney and marvel going into these limited series and, and whatnot with that mindset of we are not going to limit these shows and their capabilities by saying you know you have a here's a 50 dollars check make the best show out of it possible um you know throwing them a boatload of money and saying, here's, you know, unlimited sourcing, make the best product possible because that is what Marvel really is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it should be. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be great. Um, and then Moon Knight. You, you you know anything about the, the Moon Knight? Yeah, so, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a big Moon Knight person i don't know much about moonlight but it basically uh i know a lot of people are excited about it but from what i know it's uh this 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 train soldier i, I may be wrong and, and people are going to correct us but apparently this, this um trained soldier goes i think gets killed or wounded but then gets summoned by the power by this moon god uh that gives them the the the, the power of uh to be a, a crime-fighting superhero, and while that's going on, so to, to, to kind of to to make it simplified, he's kind of like a Bruce Wayne-ish because he has different, and not only that does he has a superhero persona, but he has three other uh, hero personas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one is one is a rich aristocrat, like a Bruce Wayne-ish character. Uh, the other one is a pauper. That and what uh, the other one's like a popper that he can use himself to go on to go um, to just kind of mingle with the old with the um, like you know middle class people to find out more information and bad guys. Uh, he has a rich persona uh, that he can use to uh, mingle with uh, the um, to uh, mingle with the powerful aristocrats um, in. Uh, the uh, in the MC of all like the of the con- of the evil people and uh, and uh, and um, with the universe and I think he has another third persona that I kind of forgot off the bat. Well, I mean his ego's name is Mark Spector, but yeah. But other than that, he's kind of basic. He's basically like a Batman and a hero. But what makes him very interesting is we don't know if this person really got powers from the moon. Or this person just is a schizophrenic that just has multiple personalities. And so it's going to be very interesting on how they're going to play with this character. Because this character is really dark and is really violent. 
which is kind of what I mentioned about um, uh, knowing that Disney Plus is going to be more of a family uh, network. I don't know exactly how much of the envelope they're going to push for a show like Moonlight. That could be very violent and graphic within its nature. So uh, it's going to be very interesting how they're going to play around with those aspects and how they're going to deal with this like the, the schizophrenia slash multiple personality trope with all of it, or the fact that he really got powers from this um, goddess entity. But uh, that's all I kind of know about Moon Knight <laughs> in this whole situation. I don't really know his real reality or anything like that. Well, it, it almost lends to kind of a... It's kind of makes things... <laughs> I had a little joke about this, because I don't think... I don't know if they the writers actually thought about this when they announced these three in um, succession. So you have Miss Marvel, the Muslim. You have Moon Knight, who's actually Jewish, because yeah. he's the son of a rabbi. Interesting. And then you have She-Hulk, who's a lawyer. So you have a Muslim, a Jew, and a lawyer walk into a TV network. Yeah. Um, I don't know what lawyer fits in with the religion part, but... <laughs> <laughs> This is but, we won't yeah. go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that the one thing I'm saying about that is um, not, not about the the Jewish part, but the violent part is. Um, Iger said that Disney Plus is going to have the PG-13 cap. Yep. PG-13 is the highest that you will find anything rated on there. Um, it's keeping it as friendly as friendly as possible in that aspect. Yep. Yes. Anything beyond that is going to Hulu. Just because they announced Moon Knight now for Disney Plus doesn't mean it has to stay there. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, but my only concern about that is Bob Bob Iger, basically the one that runs everything. I feel like has has really gone out of his way to to ensure that everything stays in that family family specter which is kind of like what is disney disney is family all family friendly fun and because they understand that's where the money really comes from it doesn't right. come the individual uh, male fan it really just comes when you can bring your mom you your wife and your three kids and maybe your grandma and your aunt and everything to your theme park and they just want to continue that synergy for everything so as much as I hope, um, like 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 shows like Moonlight and Blade and Deadpool can hit into the rated R realm and be a little edgy and be a little pushy, I just don't have my hopes up. Um, not to say that you can't do anything within the PG-13 realm or whatever constitutes that within the television rating system, but yeah, well, uh, to likely see anything that goes past that. Is, is very unlikely within their their, their business plan. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to say where they, their stance on that is because Disney has had this weird love affair with the Alien franchise. Yeah. Um, and which is now part of Disney. It's part of the, under the umbrella, which that we will find on Hulu. Uh, we're not going to find that on, in Disney+. Plus. Yeah. But that was, I mean... The uh, extraterrestrial alien attraction was originally supposed to be an alien attraction. Um, you were supposed to be on the Nosferatu whenever the alien hatches and escapes and munches on a few of the guests sitting in the, the darkened room. But they did inevitably put that 
um, alien into the great movie ride. So, what does that mean? It means that um, we just don't know. We don't know what the, you know where they can go with some of this stuff. Feige is itching, I think, to go for an R-rated. I think he, knowing how much people embrace Deadpool and Venom, that he go okay, the audience is out there. Why shouldn't we make this something official? Um, he has gone on record for saying he is a fan of Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool and he backs those movies and he's glad that they're part of the MCU. He wants to just bring that right into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Disney pretty much lets Marvel do what they want. Uh, I, you know, I, so, I, I, I hope I, I like I said I hope. Well, that. I did hope that. Yeah. Uh, you know, they did the um, Marvel Knights years ago on HBO. Was it HBO? I think it was. Um, wherever they did uh, ran the Marvel Knights series, but yeah. why can't you revisit that idea? It, you know, I and like I said, I I hope they they keep the integrity for like like you said. Uh, was Ryan Reynolds Deadpool because let's be honest it's really hard to picture not to say that I don't think Ryan Reynolds can't do Deadpool in a PG-13 uh, situation if you do remember he re-released Deadpool 2 um, with um, with uh, the, the guy from the Wonder Years um, oh yeah yeah Prince Savage uh, no. Prince Savage Route 2 in a PG setting so it's not that he can't do it but I think again fans just know Ryan Reynolds Deadpool for being R, being edgy, being over the top, and being violent and being grotesque. And we all love it. And it made a lot of money. So um, I I hope uh, Bob Iger sees that and kind of figure it away. But knowing, again, knowing the success with uh, the MCU and how all these movies are now making billions of dollars and doing well, um, Bob Iger sees if if it's not broken, I, I understand that it's it's not broken with Deadpool, but they have a bigger enough reason uh, for to switch Deadpool over to PG-13 because they know their way makes us just as much more money if they just kept it rated R. You know, unfortunately. Un- unfortunately. And whatever the boss says is usually where the boss goes. But hopefully, hopefully um, we, uh, Bob Iger kind of really looks like it has a change in change of heart and hopefully can maybe figure a way of still be able to incorporate these characters they can still be dark but still be incorporated with the mcu and then have that pg-13 tag attached to it let's also just keep in mind it wasn't until 1979 whenever disney released its first pg-13 movie yeah the black uh, the black hole which bombed and they stayed away from it again until the 80s where they Invented well, Disney can't put out PG, you know, anything above a G, so let's put out Touchstone and Merrimack. So they came up with those those yeah. lines and now have embraced them with Curse of the Black Pearl and you know, all those other movies. First yeah. animated PG 13 movie was uh, The Black Cauldron, um, which that was in 85, and again, kind of okay, 
didn't do as well as well as Jared back kept on going with the G's until if you haven't most people don't realize a lot of the stuff that Disney animation is putting out now is PG. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, they've kind of bumped up the line and it's still family friendly. It's still relevant to kids, but they can just push the envelope a little bit further. Well, PG, you can you can do some things, but. It, it, it it's basically like rated R, but without the blood over. <laughs> like you have to be a little bit more artistic, and when yeah. people are getting heads cut off, like you you can't show the actual de- decapitation with blood and guts coming, but you can kind of show the uh what, what, rolling down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of show the representation of it, like you know what happened, but you don't really see it happen. Like, you, you, you don't get point A, B, C, you just get A to C, and that's kind of it, with no guts or blood whatsoever, you know? No. Yeah, so, that, that's that's just the difference, and you yeah. can only say one first word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, things evolve, and things move forward, that's kind of what I'm saying. And the, the other thing we have to keep in mind also, this is online streaming. It's, it's not necessarily bound by the same rules as television that is very very true however once again this yeah. oh, is yes. a family friendly uh a family friendly environment and you have to understand that like moon knight is also sharing uh the same house with lizzie mcguire so <laughs> the grown-up lizzie mcguire yeah so, that will be coming back coming to disney plus as well and uh, Jeff Goldblum's, uh, like, according to World by Jeff Goldblum. So, you, you get, like, yeah, so Moonlight is in the same house with High School Musical. The musical. Yeah, they released the first trailer for that, which I had no idea where that show was going. And the concept seems... I, I, I don't... I can't explain in... Definitely not in one word. I can't even explain it in a few words of how this concept works that... They're going back to the high school that the movies were shot in, uh, which is somewhere in, I think, New Mexico. Yeah. Um, and apparently you know, the premise is that they've never actually done a production of High School Musical for their play. They have the actor, uh, one of the actresses from Glee playing this producer who is or director who's auditioning characters and you're following the characters around it's kind of like glee meets high school musical are you, wait are, are you talking are you talking about encore no i am talking about the high school the high school musical the musical yes oh okay okay because i feel like both have the same concept that's being introduced and i feel like you were talking about encore because encore has a little bit of that weird concept that you mentioned that's yeah yeah, I didn't see anything about that one. Um, I, so that's kind of you know, where the, the high school, the musical, the musical, musical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> musical, musical, musical. The musical. Yeah. Musical is uh, going to be taking place. So you, you're following these characters almost like a reality type of show with um, you know storylines of characters intertwining and whatnot, mm-hmm. which it seems like it should be unscripted, but once you start watching it a little more, you realize, okay, this this is scripted and, and going forward in, in, in such a way. Um, 
So it has nothing to do with High School Musical, but everything to do with High School the Musical. Okay, that's weird. Oh, uh, well, yeah. So that's not mine. Not, not for me. No, no, this is definitely geared towards the uh, the teenage, tween teenage aspect, um, or the, anyone who grew up with High School Musical, um, which mostly I guess would be teenagers probably by now, the uh, or in early twenties. The uh, world according to Jeff Goldblum. Did yes. you watch that one? Uh, honestly, um, it's a concept that I think should not work, yet I am very intrigued because it's Jeff Goldblum doing it, and he's so charming throughout that, watching that trailer of just him just seeing how things work. How do how are shoes made? How's ice cream made? What's synchronized dancing? And like, it, 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 it's a concept that I feel like it should not be interesting, but like I said, it's Jeff Goldblum, so I'm gonna watch it. Just oh, wow. how this charming old man uh, is gonna go through his life, go go through all of these l- learning something. I think these, it's it's always one of the best tropes. Um, who was um, because I, I think CNN did it. Um, you know, I'm talking about the gentleman who uh, sadly committed. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. It's, it's exactly that. It's an Anthony Bourdain-like show of him exploring different things and trying new new things. And I, I, I always like those kind of shows where somebody goes in to being very naive and they don't know anything and they go in and try to learn a skill or try to learn how things are made. Yeah. I think it's it's charming. It's Jeff Goldblum hosting. I mean, he gave you one of the most sexiest poses in Jurassic Park. So it's like... <laughs> You cannot find a better man than Jeff Goldblum to do uh, a, 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 a television show just like this. No, no, it, it, same thing like you. I going wherever I first heard about it, I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? Why Jeff Goldblum and Nat Geo doing what? What could he possibly be doing? I, I, I had no idea. And then I, you know, they released the trailer. You know what? I'm going to watch this because I have no idea what it is. And I I was just kind of, I was just welcomed into this nutty world of how things work. How, like you said, how are shoes made? How are pants made? You know, how do you, what is synchronized dance, you know, swimming? Uh, it, what other weird little things could he be doing? It's like a mixture of Anthony Bernane and uh, John Ratzenberger had a show years ago, uh, made in the USA. Yeah. Uh, kind of like mixing those two together and throwing Jeff Goldblum into it. And that straight, I think it will work. And I think it's just going to be something that you're going to sit down with the family and just enjoy. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those simple shows that you can kind of just produce. And it feels, what, how, how are things, um, how, how things, it's like how, how things work, discovery shows, pretty yeah. much. It's like really the most easy thing you can produce, and to get a guy like Jeff Goldblum to sit down and do it, I think it's totally fun. Uh, before you jump on the next one, I think we forgot to mention another Marvel series, and we forgot to talk about She-Hulk. I know we haven't yes. talked about She-Hulk, so I just wanted to bring that back. Very please, very please do because I, I mentioned that she's the lawyers. Yep. Um, so I had the great idea of, of just having a, a TV series of She-Hulk and Daredevil doing legal stuff, but. Uh, yeah, um, She-Hulk, again, early production. We don't have anything, anything running to it, but um, she is Bruce Banner's 
cousin? Yep, uh, Jennifer Walters. Uh, Jennifer Walters, uh, she, she plays a lawyer who's Bruce Banner's uh, cousin. Uh, basically, uh, the whole story is that Bruce uh, Banner, uh, uh, Walters, uh, basically gets a blood infusion. I guess she ends up getting sick in an accident and gets a blood um, infusion from Bruce Banner, which, as you know, Bruce Banner's blood is contaminated with gamma. And from that, she becomes green and becomes basically gets all of her, the Incredible Hulk's powers, but not the craziness apart of her. So, I again, I don't really know exactly what type of show. It may be the first paralegal slash superhero show, which would probably make sense. I mean, with everything they've touched upon. It would be interesting to kind of do like a Boston legal superhero show. Oh, that um, would be fantastic. Yeah, with Jennifer Walters, you know. Uh, being the main lead, but like well, I said, maybe they could bring Shatner into it. That would be even better. Or <laughs> <laughs> Jason's, or Jason Spader, or was it Jason Spader? Jason, uh, James Spader. James Spader, who's a Ultron. So I mean, Ultron, yep. Back. So yeah, <laughs> it also comes back. But I think that'd be cool. Um, uh, and maybe you know, be also nice to see uh, Mark Ruffalo make an appearance here and there, which I think, he, which I feel he would not be against to. I think he yeah. seems like that kind of damn earth to do. I think an interesting thing too I have to also take is I'm surprised that there are going with the She-Hulk because I was because again, you know, with the same situation that's happening with Disney and Sony it's just, there's, it's happening exactly with, with Universal because Universal still owns the rights to the Incredible Hulk but they don't own, but the only thing is that Disney can't make a live action Hulk movie because Universal just won't allow that to happen but they can do everything else in it but Disney can do everything else in the television world. So they can do con, uh, like, I guess, a television show as so. And they can also, you know, I guess, do, like, a sub series, like a Shiva. So, which I thought was very interesting. I am sure Iger and Feige had many well-groomed and dressed lawyers go to channel over these uh, legal documents of what was included into the universal agreement that Marvel so blindly uh, yeah. signed over to them to find out which characters were involved. Yep. Uh, so for whatever reason, they can do this. She Hulk and I, I'm glad and look at I'm another one that I'm looking forward to. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, that no idea where they could be going with that, but mm-hmm. I, I'll watch it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, and I guess from there we got a also a preview for a Christmas series that's going to debut. Because remember, uh, Disney Plus starts November twelfth. Yep. Um, So we will get Noel, which has got Anna Kendrick playing uh the uh, granddaughter of santa I think, of santa I think it's the daughter uh daughter of santa claus and her brother's supposed to take over as the new santa the, claus mr chris Kringle himself yep he's having a panic attack and tells him to go get away for a couple of days and he doesn't come back yeah uh i can't say i'm really interested in this <laughs> I have to kind of throw it out there. Uh, I, I I would think this would be like a Hallmark type of movie. <laughs> One of those Hallmark Christmas type of movies. Yeah, it really screams uh, more Hallmark 
than anything with and Andrew Kendrick and Billy Etcher, and, uh, Billy Etcher and uh, Billy Hyder um, are are going to be in it. Uh, yeah, I, I I just it looked like I said it looks so hallmarkish, and uh, yeah, it just it does it doesn't look good. Really I, I good. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Isaac, and oh. say I don't think we are what the marketing department had in mind for that movie. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're right. Um, you're absolutely right. Um, this is for the. Uh, I I would like to believe this is more for the uh, the stay home mothers. Uh, <laughs> for the ladies. Ladies. You know, for the you know. For the soap opera ish. Yeah, something. Something. It's also a holiday movie, so it's just going to be that fluffy, fun type of. That yes. so many of the, the holiday movies have become is just going to be like a fluffy, fun type of something. Yep. Um, to kind of go back to the next level before I get to the big one, <clears throat> which was uh, Lady and the Tramp. Yes. Um, that seems to be interesting. Uh, visually looks great. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's basically throwing... Um, one of their uh, live action live and I, and I, I, I quotate that live it's more live is, it's such a broad term nowadays in, the, in this yeah, it's a broad term it's hybrid hybrid CG animation you know it's it's hybrid but it, they call it live action but but no, it's it, it's kind of interesting because you would you would expect to see something like this. Uh, you're you're basically getting a live action movie being a part being a launch in for a streaming service. Yeah. And dogs look so incredibly adorable, um, which are so cute. <laughs> I, I heard. I think it's at least for the tram character dog. They they were real dogs that they did use yes. at this. Um, was actually a rescue dog. Yes, he was. Uh, the um, he was uh, uh, he was going to he was a part of a kill shelter in in, in New Mexico um, before he got saved by a dog uh, a dog organization that was going to hold him until somebody picked him up. No, that I mean that alone makes you know for great uh, yeah story to it. Um, and uh, again, the um, it just it's the movie you know with more. Um, the, and, you know, they show you some additional scenes that were not in the original animated movie. Yep. And it um, seems cute. It seems fun. Um, I think it will play well. I think in general people will, you know, will take to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, I mean, it's, it, you know the story. And, uh, you know, the, the bits and pieces that they showed you, again, looked fantastic. It looks like, well, how come you're not putting this on the big screen? Yeah, yeah, but which uh, is, makes it great that it's going on a Disney Plus service because you're basically getting a, a basically a free movie, a yeah. free blockbuster movie on the streaming service right off the bat. It's a day one release. Yep. Uh, which brings me, I'm just gonna j- jump right into the next one, which is the the. Big one on there that I think most people are looking forward to: John Favreau's Mandalorian. Yes. Oh my God, it looks so good. And the budget. I, I, 
there's a that budget looks incredible. It's a television show, but I say movie because I'm looking, I'm watching that trailer, and I'm like, this looks amazing. The special <laughs> effects in it. This is what I'm saying. Like even like the Marvel stuff, which we have not seen anything of, but if you hold it to the Mandalorians type of production, it looks so good. Oh, yeah, I I was ecstatic to see IG88 because that's a character that really didn't get enough in the movies, and I I you know I read about him in the books, and I took to his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's somehow back in this because this takes place after return of the jedi before yep. um force awakens yep and the like you said the production value looks amazing um this the story elements not that you're getting really any story elements but just what you can pick to get piece together from the, the little bit uh, photo that they they tease you with is just oh <laughs> Well, it's good. This, um, yeah, this, I, 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 Matt, Matt, this is the crown jewel. Of, this is the crown jewel of Disney Plus. This is why you're buying Disney Plus. This is just, and Disney knows it. They, they know, they put the money and the, the funding because this is what you're gonna buy Disney Plus for. This is what's gonna lead you right in. Like everything is good, but this is the, exactly the, the the product that's gonna lead you into, and it, it's, it's fabulous. If you know nothing about Disney Plus, you watch this trailer and go, "How much would you pay for this?" Yeah, and then find out you're only paying five dollars a month. Five dollars, yeah, five dollars a month, and like twenty-three dollars a month along with Hulu and ESPN. If you go that route, which is still a great deal, that's an amazing deal. Thirteen dollars <laughs> to get ESPN, Hulu, and uh, ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Disney Plus. Yeah, and they announced. Today, the day that we're recording this, the 26th, that if you have D, a D23 membership, that if you sign up by, what was it, September 2nd, that you will get $23 off a year for the first three years. 33% off the, the annual price for the first three years of a Disney Plus subscription. Really? Wow. I, I Honestly, I was going to wait uh, to pick up my Disney Plus account because, and I was maybe going to invest in, uh, um, and because I, I do like ESPN and yeah. I, and Hulu for other stuff, but but if I but now uh, I might have to now rush because that sucks. Wow, because <laughs> yeah. I really want to take advantage of the uh, of the great deal. But, yeah, the um, but yeah, yeah, I've been wanting to, I've been I've been eyeballing ESPN Plus, and now I've been kind of once they I was holding out for the bundle package that they announced earlier in the year that they were going to be doing. Yep. So I was going to hold out on that till the uh, November. Um, yes. So this is limited time only, till uh, from August twenty sixth through September second, mm-hmm. two thousand nineteen. Uh-huh. If you have a D twenty three membership. Go to my account, view account, and then redeem now to sign up for a D23 exclusive. Um, there, there was a particular term that they used for early uh, early uh, signing up. But you will get this exclusive deal. Here's the catch. You do have to be a D23 member. Okay. Interesting. Um, Interesting. 
which as much as I'm a Disney person, I must admit, I didn't have a D23 membership to a few hours ago. You can get a free D23 membership. There's the gold package and there is the standard package, the uh, general package. The gold or gold family costs you $100 to $180. The general is free. It still makes you eligible for Disney Plus discount. Nice. Very nice. It says it will take about 36 hours for your free membership to give uh, give you the link to do so that's something you want to do if you don't have a disney plus membership do it now so that way you can get while you're listening to this podcast go on your computer d23.com sign up for your free membership wait it'll take three days and then hook yourself up for the disney plus discount yep i am not getting paid (laughs) i am not being paid by disney for this we're not sponsored this is just a fantastic deal and gets you in because, I mean, like I said, you see that Mandalorian trailer and realize that you're only paying five dollars, and then you realize you could pay less than that. Yeah. And get something like the Mandalorian, uh, Je- you know, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, Lady and the Tramp, all this stuff from Marvel, every single episode of The Simpsons, and countless other things. Mm-hmm. Um. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, but the Mandalorian, uh, it's just amazing. And just like the casting on this is great. Like Pedro Pascal's playing the Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian. Gina Carrara was playing the bounty hunter, which from what I heard was super giddy. Like, like you know, like you know, those type of fans that are really just happy to be there. Yeah, um, just totally amazing. You got Carl Weathers that's going to be in there, which is amazing. Uh, Tatika Watiki, okay. director of Thor, is playing one of the androids, from what I'm hearing. You have Nick DeCotel, uh, um, uh, Giancarlo Espedito is one of the dudes in there. Oh, I love him. Oh, uh, dude, totally cool. Totally. And it, it's John Favreau. Uh, yeah. You know, Happy Hogan. Yeah. Guy gave you the first two Iron Man movies, um, the live-action Jungle Book, the live-action Lion King. Yeah, he's totally the one directing it. But one character um, that I, I really am excited about is Warner Herzog. He has played these... Only because he's such a crazy SOB as an actor. <laughs> um, because if you remember in the trailer um, where I think the guy goes that bounty hunter is such a dangerous profession because he just has that gravitas in his voice, that very uh-huh. evil, malicious voice. I just like him because he's just he's just a crazy actor. Because from the stories that are there was one crazy story that I've heard about him as an actor. I, I think it was a small film, um, and um, and uh, to, to go short, like the, the the main actor of the film was just was just being a real prick um, throughout the and Warzog and Herzog is like one of like the uh, co actors to the film. He's not the main actor. And there was a, a situation where the actor. I think it's going to step away and walk away from the film. So, like, Herzog goes up to that, goes up to the actor and says, like, you can't not leave this film because it's, it's this this movie, whatever movie you're doing, is way more important than you or me as actors. And the actors were getting very upset when you do it. So he basically says, um, well, you're not going to leave this film because what I'm going to do, and to, to, to also add on to the story, uh, the, there were, the props were or actually, really real guns because there was one scene where the actor actually like shot 
uh, a, a production tent, which hurt one of the production's hands um, doing the filming. But that being said, uh, Paul's basically says, uh, if you are going to leave this film, um, I will shoot you, and then I will shoot myself. After he said that, the actor had no problems with directors and 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 and, and production throughout the rest of the time of the filming. That's how crazy Herzog is that actor, and I so love the fact that he's in the show. <laughs> the stuff like that. But anywho, anywho from that little story, um, yeah, this is just an amazing cast. Um, uh, movie popped up for for the Mandalorian. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. It's like an old school. It's a spaghetti western um, feel to it, and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's everything what you wanted from a, a Star Wars production. Yeah, and it's everything that you not were not expecting from a Star Wars because this 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 is like Star Wars that has a little bit more of an edge, a little yes. bit more of an edge to it. Like the the Star Wars films are like cool, but they're kind of like like it's kind of like like we're talking they're like the PG. They're P, like they all kind of home in that PG thirteen. Like you said, how you talk about they, they'll show they'll show people being cut, but they won't show the blood or the gore. This might get a little dark within the Star Wars universe. Like oh, just in the trailer alone, you get the guy at the door getting yes! cut in half. Yes. Yes! Oh my god! So, I, like, oh. I we need to take a moment, though, in case if people don't know who the Mandalorians are. It is, if you, you know the character Boba Fett. Boba yes. Fett is a Mandalorian. Yep. And so is, um, what's her name? Sabine from Rebels. Yep. They're the Mandalorians. It's not, you know, they're not, it's kind of a race. It's kind of like, um, you know, you have the, the Force, then you have the Mandalorians. Um, the 501st has a large group of people who dress up as Mandalorians, and it is quite intimidating to see these people march through areas. Uh, the kind of the, the bull, uh, the cow skull with the horns that's yeah. their symbol. Um, they are kind of this ruthless, not ruthless, but aren't it like, like, like you said, that there aren't like, I again, I, again, I'm not too. I know stars, but don't really know stars. <laughs> and they're like the special group. They're like a special group of bounty hunters, am I right? Or they're they're kind of in that same room. They they have special talents in the same yes. as Jedi's do, which makes some great like they make some great trackers. In yes. The gap. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it, it's kind of not so much a religion, but a lifestyle. Okay. Um, I. I must admit, I don't know if they're from like the same planet, the same region. Uh, kind of like you know, the Wookiees are all from the Wookiee planet, um, but they, you know, it is a there is a group, and they are the Mandalorians, and yeah, you know, so going forth, so that they, you know, if you watch this trailer, go wait a second, that's Boba Fett. Well, there's a reason. That's that's the type of armor that they wear, um, that represents them. Boba Fett being or Django Fett being one of you know a Mandalorian, um, and then heads moving forward. So yeah, there. Um, I think this focus was on one particular gentleman, and Jess looks right. Yes, they they just the feel, the look, the the angles, 
the way things are shot, the sounds, the the little bit of dialogue that you get just fills in and just goes in the direction that just says this is this is alone worth my subscription. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I totally agree one hundred percent. Totally agree one hundred percent. Yes, so I, I, we, we could sit down and talk about the Mandalorian, but again, uh, uh, D23 has a lot of stuff. <laughs> Move on to something that they, they really didn't talk on, but they teased about, and yeah. I, I heard rumors of it coming, and I'm happy to say that you know they officially said that it was coming out, is the Muppets Now sh- uh, series. It's going yes. to be a, a short series, whatever, a short subject, whatever that's supposed to mean. I don't know if it's like a half, you mean half hour show versus a full I movie. Think- I think I heard that they were going to do like half hour shows, um, which I think for the month, I think it makes sense for the month. I'm just kind of happy that they're bringing back the Muppets in some form of way, because that's, that's still a really good IP that, uh, Disney, you know, Disney has had, but you know, over the years, it's kind of had a lot of missteps. I mean, they tried to relaunch the Muppets back three years ago and really didn't take, they tried to go the office route, which really did work for the Muppets. So, no, no, I think what they're trying to do here is a little more back to the original variety show, back to yeah, almost not even just the variety show, <clears throat> but the the videos that they were doing online, which always hit, mm-hmm. and kind of going in that route. Um, Josh Glad is actually helming this up, from my understanding, and so it's going to be a little more of that quirkiness, that kind of, you know band of misfits the 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 group that doesn't fit into a category mm. um again bringing in special guest stars and stuff again and hopefully getting back to the roots of what the muppets are supposed to be then trying to make them fit into a category of the office yeah. or something along that line yeah that that that's that's why i sat down and heard um uh, for that uh for that series uh, yeah, so they mentioned Muppets briefly. Uh, I think they mentioned another show called Diary of a, a Female President. Was, yep. uh, uh, the <clears throat> actress that played in uh, Jane the Virgin. Uh, I think she's going to be cast alongside that. Um, they really get, I don't think they talked about too much detail about that. Oh! oh um, and there was another series too. I know that I mentioned Encore. There was a Kristen Bell, mm-hmm. a bunch of people reliving their high school musical days. That that just kind of looked weird. Um, and there's another thing called Rising Star. I didn't get a lot more information. Yeah, about. I didn't get Rising Star. Encore is Kristen <laughs> Bell going it's, back to people who have graduated who are <clears throat> much older, like myself, yeah. um, going back to their high school. Yeah. And redoing a production of. The old high school musical play, which just sounds so weird. And well, not not, high, not the high school musical show. They're no, going to be doing the bigger. The they're going to do popular and twenty years ago. Greece. They're going to do you know whatever they they did in that. So crazy. It's it just again not. These are probably going to be the same people that are watching. Uh high school musical the musical 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 so it's not it's not for us if Kristen bell wants me you know wants me to put in my um, lieutenant Brankin costume again and reprise my role in guys and dolls 
I will do it for them. Yeah. I mean, granted, I think the pants will need to be let out quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Maybe they put it in. Who knows? Yes. So there was, yeah, there was a number of other shows that that were mentioned. Um, but I, I do want to move on from Disney Plus. The Disney Plus was the initial, uh, oh. initial night was Friday, and then they kind of went on from there. They got. Uh, but before you move on, mm. you're forgetting one important thing that happened after the Mandalorian show. Fellas. Okay, you know about all the rumors about Aaron McGregor coming back as playing Obi Wan. Oh yes, yes, yes. Forget that. And she, so I think uh, one of the chairmen for Star Wars comes out to said that we have one more special announcement, and they bring back Aaron McGregor who played Obi Wan. He goes remember because the from and from the hysteria that was happening that the fact that he's coming back for an Obi Wan television series and i think there was a great moment where he goes up to the chair um one of the the, the, the heads of uh who's handling this uh, this uh, handling the uh, star wars and, he's, and he goes to her and says can you please tell me tell me if i'm coming back to play obi-wan in the star wars universe and then she goes he goes back and says are you coming back to play obi-wan and then looks back at the crowd and says yes and then everybody just blows up in huge excitement euphoria so yes, now it's confirmed that we're getting an Obi-Wan television series uh, hopefully next year in uh, Disney+. Plus. Yes, because that was something, frankly, he was pushing for a long, long time yeah. to try and get this done because... I don't think he was really pushing for it, but I think from what I'm hearing is when they showed him the script and how they wanted to handle it, is when he really got excited to re-come back and play that character. No, he, it was McGregor who who was championing this, who was going to saying to, to Lucasfilm, there is so much more story. This was after the Tales of Rogue One. Um, yeah. There is so much more, you know, stories because you know you know the beginning of mm-hmm. Obi Wan, you know the end of Obi Wan. You yeah. don't have that middle time. How did he end up? Uh, episode three into and from New Hope. Yeah, how did he end up on Tatooine? How did you know become that hermit? Yep. No. Yeah, just kind of you know all and, of that stuff. And he also he 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 also ran back. He he also ran into Dark Maul a couple of times during that time period. Yeah. Yes. He's dealt with Dark Maul a couple of times, so it's. Yeah, it's going to be very, very fascinating what he has done throughout that whole time period, all the way up to becoming an uh, an older man into a new hope, and you know, finding out, finding Luke Skywalker um, through his change. So, yeah, it's I, I'm I'm very excited to see where that that all ends up um, during his travels in this time. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun yeah. when that when, when they watch it out. So we go into that. We go into then some of the, the movies that Disney will be, be putting out. Um, so you got to see the first look. Uh, you get some more look of Onward, Pixar's Onward. Um, 
which we've already seen the trailer to that one. Uh, that's the one with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Yes, onward. So that should be that should be fun. We found out what this we saw a little bit more into the um, Pixar's Soul, which I think comes out middle of next year. I think summer of next year. Yes, uh, with uh, Jamie Jamie Fox is playing a I believe a high school teacher that wants to break out into being a really good uh, soul uh, a jazz musician, and then I think he gets into an accident where he loses his soul. And Something. He, yeah, he it's it because it's very um, meta uh, plays into the into the spiritual meta metamorphosis uh, with Pixar, which somewhere like um, uh, Inside Out was. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and 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 to be honest, like um, I, I am kind of looking forward to series like this where, uh, when when uh, Pixar is doing like new series like this. And yep. I know like for a while they went on their 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 sequel trip. Which are still great movies, but I think when Pixar is at its best, when they're exploring different quirky avenues and making it fun and interesting. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah, the J- Jamie Foxx is, is is playing in this along with Tina Fey, who's also playing like the part that's all, and uh, Priscilla Richard is also playing like the mother. And that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Soul. Like I'm, yeah, it's, it's got a great lineup. Yeah. Uh, really, yeah. You know, and, and Jamie Foxx, you know, particularly. Just letting his voice go into a, a free realm. Yep. Uh, is that's going to be awesome? Mm-hmm. Um, they hinted at a movie coming out November twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Raya and the Last Dragon. Yes. Um, they they only showed one form of clip of of, of concept art. Um, and yeah, I think it's about like all the dragons that disappeared. It, I kind of got the sense that it felt like uh, what's that? What's uh, DreamWorks? Uh, How to Train Your Pet Dragon? Yeah, I kind of got that vibe from it. All I know is Aquafina's playing the dragon. Um, If anybody doesn't know who Aquafina is from, uh, she's from my Crazy Rich Asians. Um, And uh, those are going to be in the new uh, Shanghai and the. New uh, uh, Marvel, the Shang, the Shang Chi uh, uh, film. Yeah, she is in Shang Chi. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but that's kind of what I got uh, from from that. I, I really get that much more information on it than that. But that's, but that's what I picked up from that. Yeah, there's there's really nothing out there, and no one even I think knew of this movie before. Yeah. D twenty three. So it is. There, yeah, there's really no, no information out there on it. Um, yeah, the, the the piece of concept art, the best that I can say is like something from between Brave, Mulan, and Moana. Nope. Um, you you mix those three together, and you know you see this girl. I think on horseback, and you see like a smoky, cloudy dragon above yep. her, mm-hmm. and you really cannot take anything from it. No. Um. So. You know, we shall see what that... We'll find out pretty quickly about what that is all about. Yep. Um, then you also got Angelina Jolie coming out talking more about next month... Uh, October, so two months from now. Yep. Uh, less of it, Mistress of Evil. Yep. Um, then you also got Emma Stone's first look of her leather-bound clad Cruella. Yeah. 
That's I was really surprised that they went with Emma Stone to uh, be Cruella uh, Deville. Uh, that's a really interesting choice. Well, you got the Emmas in it, so you got Emma Stone as Cruella, and then you have Emma Thompson as a Baroness. Interesting. Uh, Joe Fry and Paul Walker Hussler uh, um, playing Jasper and Horace, respectively. So we should just see what that's. I mean, it's Cruella holding Dalmatians by uh, on dog leashes. Yep. So I have no idea what this could be about. Is this going to be like a different take on the, the villain, like they're kind of doing with Mal, 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 Elizabeth? But instead of I think so, a drama. This might be more of a comedy angle that Emma Stone might be playing. Uh, it, I, 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 yeah, I, I couldn't guess. I mean, they, they really haven't. May twenty eighth of twenty twenty one, so we got a long time to this. Yeah. We see this. Movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It's very interesting. It's a, it's a very interesting uh, take for Emma Stone, but yeah, we're gonna sit down and uh, look into that. Yeah. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. Of any other? Um, they mentioned. Uh, I, we, I mean, we we bounced back and forth. Um, they did mention uh, Jungle Cruise, Disney's Jungle yes. Cruise, was a rock and. Uh, and they showed a couple, a few seconds of that. I haven't been able to uh, see anything of that one. Yeah, that and Emily Blunt. Um, so it's uh, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's skipper, mm-hmm. and Emily Blunt is like the doctor. So it's kind of like a it's like a, a Love Stone slash Indiana Jones adventure of two people that are clearly uh, from opposite directions of life, but clearly during this adventure they're gonna fall in love. Yeah. It's something to that aspect. Um, it, it, yeah, it's based on the the theme park attraction, yes. the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, it's, it's going to be some zany wackiness. I mean, originally the idea was to have uh, Tim Allen and uh, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot uh, his name, uh, Tom Hanks, as yeah. in the as the skipper and um, the professor role uh, but reversing the roles where tim allen's the straight man tom hanks is the uh the comedian interesting uh, uh, so yeah but uh obviously they didn't go with that i i'm i'm glad they went with dwayne johnson i always enjoy watching him in movies yeah um i, I guess wrong with dwayne yeah no, I, I enjoy him uh if anything his work in jumanji will prove his I'm sure we'll back up his yeah. you know, casting for this. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because that just looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, uh, is this Disney's uh, third movie based on a uh, fourth movie based on uh, on a theme park ride? Because I feel like they've done this. They did uh, Tomorrowland. Uh, Tomorrowland loosely based, yeah, on a whole uh, based on the park. Uh, Everybody knows uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Haunted right. Mansion with Eddie yeah, Murphy. Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, yes. Which they, Totoro is supposed to work been working on a new uh, treatment for that. Interesting. Um, and for whatever reason, that just can't come to light. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this would be the fifth. Really, fifth? Well, which one? Country Bear Jamboree. Oh. Haley Joel Osment. I can't believe most people forgot about that gem. Um, yeah, that came out 
early 2000s. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was before the, that was even before Eddie Murphy's uh, Haunted Mansion. That one wasn't so bad. Yeah. Uh, it was campy. They, they could have gone a lot better with that, but uh, it was campy. Um, Country Bear, just the idea was there. It just, yeah. Uh, Pirates is where they really took off. All right. Um, Jungle Cruise, they're trying to be the next Pirates, basically. That's yeah. what they're, they're hoping from it. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, we'll see. Because uh, Pirates initially was a one-off movie. Yeah. It's and a... then it got <laughs> so embraced that, okay, then let's make more, you know. I, I, yeah, nothing, not, you know, nothing against uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but you start to notice that he starts to appear in the same exact movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, about yeah, he, he appears in the same exact movies. I think there was one person that made a meme, and it just shows, like, Dwayne Johnson bold in a tan shirt, and they had four different, like, scenes. And then one guy writes, now, you won't believe this, but Dwayne, these four scenes are Dwayne Johnson in four different movies, even though they look like they could all be in the same exact movie. So no 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 game plan was you know he was not wearing a tan shirt and game plan that is very true and he was not in the he wasn't in some kind of jungle um and uh, so yes you're absolutely right you're absolutely right you and he had hair um, yes <laughs> but he did have did have some hair yeah and uh he had a bedazzled balls yeah but uh uh but yeah yeah so that that's pretty much it um I think they also mentioned a little bit of Mulan. Um, which is if people are... They um, had the cast, they had a little bit of the cast out of that, okay. uh, not too much. Um, they had the cast for Frozen 2 come out and sing um, for everybody. Yes. Which the audience uh, lost its collective mind over. Awesome. awesome, yeah. Again, I never watched the first Frozen. All I just know that it made a lot of money to be warranted a sequel. Isaac, let it go. Let go and build yourself a snowman. Oh, uh, no. No. Uh, don't do that to me. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and Let It Go has been uh, the ultimate woman's national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sing- that, that was bigger than single ladies. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, hey, or it could be raining men. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Lord. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, good for Frozen. Frozen... Uh, this one seems more of the um, adventure type movie, a quest type of movie, mm-hmm. where they have to find out something about their past. Um, again, being pretty tight-lipped on the on the storyline. Uh, even with the November release date just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we got some heavy hitters just coming out of the, the back end of this year. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're, getting, we're getting Frozen and Star Wars. Yeah. Which possibly could could bring uh, Disney's billion-dollar movie club total to seven films. Yeah. Out of the top ten movie grossing movies of this year, they have six. And of those six, all have crossed the line. So it was five. Um, Endgame. Endgame, yes. Uh, Captain Aladdin. Marvel. Aladdin. Captain Cap- Marvel. Uh, 
Spider-Man, which is co-produced, but it's still was on the Disney banner. And then, yes, like I said, Lion King, so it'll be five. Toy Story 4. And, okay, six. Yes, six. Okay. So so they could all, said and done, could have eight films in the billion-dollar category. What is all said and done in 2019? Yeah. That's insane. How are they going to follow this up for next year? It's terribly insane. Um, and, so, like, and that and that's the thing. Like, I'm sorry to, to jump on it. Mm. It's that people take Disney for granted. Like now that these guys are hitting the billion dollar mark just like that, like now people are taking this for granted. Yeah, it's not easy to get your film into the billion dollar mark. It is not. And no. the fact that he's done that was now, uh, it was six, was potentially eight in maybe, one year. Maybe they if. If Maleficent could figure a way to get to that, that'd be nine. It would be eating a ridiculous feat. Yeah. Hit to any any studio. And I, I just want to say now, yeah. the naysayers for next year, just give it up. It, it, it's the chances of that ever happening again is very slim. The fact that he did it once is remarkable. Yeah. So please do not go into next year thinking. Every movie that they put out, they're going to drop a billion on. Um, yeah, so that's it for the... I think that covers most of the movies. Yes. Um, then they went into the theme parks where I was honestly expecting some more. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we got nice little tidbits um, for the parks all around the world. First off, they started off... They named the new, the next cruise ship, uh, which is going to be the Disney Wish, and it's going to have a, a Rapunzel type of theme. If you're not familiar with the Disney Cruise Line ships, on the the bow and the stern, there is characters on them, and uh, it each ship has its own little set of characters. Donald and Huey doing they are on one of them, Mickey Goofy mm-hmm. are on another one, and so forth and so on. Uh, this one will have Rapunzel and um, her cast of characters. Um, on the six all the ships. Is it like a cruise ship? What's yeah, that? the Disney Wish is going to be their newest cruise ship. Okay, that's what I heard. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it's the newest ship for the Disney Cruise Line. It'll be their fifth, fifth ship with at least one, if not two more, on order. Um, they do have a quick little promotional video um, displaying the name, but the, the key thing in the video is that you do get a sense of what the ship looks outside in this... I believe will be their biggest, their biggest ship to date. That's they're not going for the biggest ship on the seas. They're just going for the, you know something bigger for them. Just adding to the fleet. Big ship um, within the Disney Cruise Line. Correct. Okay. Within the Disney Five at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, which is also why they've also gone ahead and purchased a a second private island to accommodate the, these ships, especially the the growing size of them. Nice, 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 nice. Right. Uh, They've talked about Epcot and its changes before D23. They mentioned that Epcot's going to be getting a Moana treatment in a section. Oh. Um, yeah. So basically it's going to be guests will, can interact with uh, quote-unquote living water. Okay. Uh, uh, if, you, if, if you see Moana, you know that you yes. know, there's a symbiont kind of connection between Moana yeah. and the, the water. Yeah. And I guess this kind of takes it to the guest experience that the water will be kind of interactive to some extent. 
Okay. If you're familiar with Epcot over by the Imagination Pavilion, you do have some tricks with water and stuff. Gotcha. Uh, this is, I guess, just going to the next step. Where this is going to be is the more interesting part. If you're familiar with the Epcot theme park, you walk in behind Spaceship Earth is used to be the Communicore buildings. Now the Innovention buildings. You have East and West. The one side having uh, Mouse Gear and the Electric Umbrella Restaurant. The other side has been kind of a rotating building of different stuff with also the um, Coca-Cola little section and the egg currently and now a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That one's going away. Really? Completely. Oh. Um, and that's going to be an open space and this is where the Moana stuff is going to kind of yeah. fill in. Um, they've kind of going to give where before now or currently um, you have two sections to Epcot. You have um, Future World and World Showcase. Mm-hmm. Keeping with the world theme, you're going to have in front now, Future World is going to be broken into three sections. World of Discovery, which is going to be the test track, um, Guardian of the Galaxy, Mission Space, and uh, whatever the Wonderful Life Pavilion will be at this point. On the other side, where you have uh, the Living Seas, the land and imagination pavilion is the world of nature, which again, that's going to encompass some of the Moana stuff. The center section is celebration, the world of celebration. Don't ask me. I don't know. That's what they're calling them. And then the back is still being world showcase. Gotcha. Um, so you're going to have the four segments to that. Everyone with the world in front of it. Um, they did mention that. The uh, new restaurant for that's going to be connected to Mission Space it has a name. It's going to be called Space 220, which because you're 220 feet miles feet above the Earth, uh, 220 miles above the Earth, um, which is going to be the perspective that you have. That's the gimmick of it that you have the perspective of being that high above the Earth, and this is where you're dining. Really? How, yes. So how how's that going to wait? How, so wait. Uh, is, are they gonna like? Are we gonna be like truly suspended? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Oh. They have they have invested in artificial gravity for this one. Damn it! Uh, I think it would be great if it, if it transferred you way above the Earth's atmosphere, so you can dine. Uh, I, I am hoping do that they, because they have so much money to be able to pull that off. I am hoping that they they will charge you fifteen dollars. <laughs> For frozen ice cream, for the astronaut ice cream that you buy for five bucks at the museum. Dollars, man, Dad. That, that, I don't know. They, 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 no, they haven't touched on the, the menu. The menu in Disney. <laughs> they have not touched on the menu there, but they did announce that that will be coming. Um, so a lot of cha- these changes are coming to Epcot within the next several years. Um, Plus the new, you have the Epcot Forever show, and then you have another show coming on top of that uh, that will be coming to, um, which is, yeah, I'm trying to think here. It's got some sort of funky name to it. Um, kind of look it up here. But, yeah, so you got all that going on at Epcot. Oh, you're also getting a oh, Harmonus. 
Harmonious. That's it. Harmonious. H-A-R-M-O-N-I-O, capital U, capital S. Uh, which will debut as the largest nighttime spectacular ever created for a Disney park. Ah, uh, cool. Um, which, that's what's going to follow up the limited run of Epcot Forever as they rework um, the lake and everything there. You're also getting a Mary Poppins attraction. The first Mary Poppins attraction it will appear in the UK Pavilion. Um, which was, believe it or not, something that was supposed to be in the initial UK Pavilion at the get-go. And um, that was something that got pushed to the wayside. But it being Disney, nothing's ever dead. Um, next year, you also do get Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in France, plus a few extra restaurants. Okay. Um, uh, you were never since you're supposed to get Zootopia at a Shanghai Disney Resort. Yes, you're getting the Zootopia Land in Shanghai Disney. You're getting uh, Canada Far and Wide, new Circle Vision 3D film for the Canada Pavilion. The Wonders of China, another new Circle Vision 3D uh, 360 film for the Chinese uh, China Pavilion. Um, You are also getting a new pavilion, which this thing I, I haven't figured it out. It's and the description is a new pavilion will be the perfect place for live events and home base for Epcot signature festivals. It will provide a stunning elevated view of the entire park and ideal spot for to witness Epcot's nighttime spectacular. This beautiful three-level structure will have one of the most remarkable architectural designs of any Disney park featured a plaza level, a mid-expo level, and a park that sits on the sky top level. Uh, Looks like something out of the Jetsons that they're showing here. I'm not exactly sure. I think this is going also over towards where the Imagination Pavilion is. Okay. don't quote me on that, but I believe that could be where that is going. Kind of opposite of the Odyssey restaurant. Okay. Um, so yeah, a lot of changes coming to Epcot in the the near future. Of course, you also got Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, um, which is going to be a massive the Space 220 restaurant, which comes this year. The Play Pavilion, which is going to be uh, the wonder, which is the new Wonders of Life Pavilion, and in the Odyssey Restaurant, starting starting October first, they will have a, um, a thing called Walt Disney Imagineering presents the Epcot Experience, which shows a lot of this stuff that they're going to be doing. It's kind of like a preview center um, of this and a lot of the other stuff that is happening throughout the the park. Uh, throughout Walt Disney World um, will be previewed in Epcot. Um, yeah. Things like the Tron Coaster, which cool. they released a little more concept art for because um, that would be coming. That's coming in 2021 as well. Um, when I saw it, that thing looked massive. Um, I cannot wait to get on that. There was a preview of the light cycle, which seemed a little different than the, the one uh, in Shanghai. Uh, obviously, to fit American-sized people versus uh, Chinese-sized people. Um, yeah, you have in Paris and in Disneyland Paris and in Disneyland proper. Um, you have the Avenger Academy, 
Yep. Which is going to be, because they can't use Marvel, the Marvel sections of the park. Um, where you're getting a Spider-Man ride, a Doctor Strange attraction of some sort, a Ant-Man microbrewery, I think an Ant-Man and the Wasp attraction. Um, in Disneyland, it's around the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout. I don't know if they put it, because I don't think Disneyland Paris has a Tower of Terror. I must apologize. I'm not sure. I didn't know that Disney had a, had a Disneyland Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two parks in China. Two parks in China. Uh, two parks in China, one in Japan, and one two in the China. United States, one in Europe. Disneyland Paris. It's only been there since the 80s. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you got all that going on. Um, the the kind of the, they gave like a little preview of the, the symbol for the Disney World's 50th. Um, supposedly there's going to be 50 new things to the the uh, Walt Disney World during this. Um, you're also getting the you're going to get a, a refresh of um, Big Thunder Railroad. You are getting the Mickey Mouse attraction. They gave a little more preview to that. Um, still not much. They showed some people working on it. It just looks like a lot of fun. You're going to be riding in a train where and Goofy's conductor and you're sitting in the, the back of it. It's based on the new animated shorts that they've been running, um, which are a lot of fun. Um, it's a little more. It's a more modern take on uh, on Mickey and his friends, um, but it, it works. It, it's kind of going back to the what Mickey was. And if you watch like the old black and white Mickey's, he's not all squeaky clean. He's a, he's a little more rebellious, a little you know rougher under the collar, um, and that's kind of what's these new animated shorts are and you're kind of getting that you're going to get a lot of image mapping so a lot of things are going to be moving and a lot more interactivity mm -hmm. uh, in this attraction uh let's see what else at the top of my head i think that covers most of the parts yeah guys the part stuff yeah yeah there's a lot going on yeah. uh, I, like i said i was kind of expecting more but yeah um yeah, and they're doing some stuff around that, some of the other parks as well. Uh, Disneyland's getting a new daytime parade. I was expecting them to announce Disney World's new nighttime parade. They okay. still haven't yet. The new Disneyland parade. Uh, Magic Happens, uh, which will have a Moana uh, float, a Sleeping Beauty float. Um, who else here? Coco float as uh, sleeping good. Yeah, you get a couple of new floats on it. Daytime parade. Um, so yeah, that's. I'm gonna say that sums it up. Um, did a lot of celebration with music stuff too. Um, but yeah, I think that that's kind of the the keystone announcements. Um, for D23, a lot of stuff, even stuff like they said coming out afterwards. Um, the Star Wars trailer dropped today, which is the day afterwards. Um, extending the special uh Disney Plus invitation more pricing because you are able to sign up um, as an inaugural member at D23 for Disney Plus. Um, oh wow, 
uh, but really, Marvel, I think, Marvel and Star Wars took the show. Marvel did it in bulk. Star Wars just did it with, yeah. you know, just a couple of showings, but just the quality is there. Uh, the potential is there. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, I, I think overall, the I think D23 really highlighted their, uh, their, their streaming services. It's the one that they had to heavily um, advertise that the heck out of and and looking at the back catalog library of anything that's Disney related along with these brand new series um, I, I think was going to be a big show, show and like um, again I, I don't know what's the catalog that's going to be be coming out as because right now we, we know that we're going to get Encore, we're going to get the High School Musical, 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 Musical. Uh, we're going to get uh, the Mandalorian show. We're going to get the Jeff Goldblum show. Um, and then I think we're going to get all these other shows. What else was also mentioned along with that catalog uh, that Disney fans are going to get? And we're getting a lot of backlog. Of- Most of the back catalog. Okay. Um, not, not necessarily everything. Song of the South is still not going to be showing up on there. Yeah. Um, but mostly everything else, most of the all the other all the old animated movies, um, a lot of the old TV shows, um, a lot of that stuff. Like a, you're pretty much your entire Disney catalog. Um, you're also getting a new Phineas and Ferb animated. Um, universe. We get all. Are we get all those films right off the bat on on Disney Plus. Which ones? Are, are we getting the entire MCU catalog on, on, on Disney Plus off the bat? Um, I'm not sure necessarily off the bat, but yes. Okay. Um, so like the movies might trickle it. I knew that they they were going to introduce Endgame later in the month after, like I think right. month after after release. Yeah. So I'm guessing right off the bat we're getting all those films. Um, I yeah, Captain Marvel, I know, is going to be on there. Um, Including, in, do you think the two Spider-Man films will be on there? Or, <laughs> or that's that's, a, that's a good question. You know what? I'm honest. I'm going to say probably because I'm sure in the wording of in the language of um, the contract, yeah. they knew of Disney Plus at this point, so I'm sure they worked you know worked that in. They I hopefully they weren't naive enough to leave that out. Um. Yeah. So we'll get that back catalog. We'll get we'll get the MCU stuff. Um. We will get. Like I said, the Simpsons. We'll get a lot of the Fox stuff. Um. Yep. Basically, all that Fox catalog. Of yeah. And Family Guy. And now, so now, like Family Guys and stuff. I don't know where they're gonna drop that. Are they gonna drop that on Disney Plus? Are they keeping that to Hulu? I'm gonna think they're gonna keep that to Hulu. Makes sense. Because of the audience split, yeah. Um, but they they really they've been focusing more on The Simpsons, yeah. Um, than they they have for the so these other the other animated stuff like Family Guy, American Dad, and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not sure where they're going to be going with that. Um, you know, even like the X Men movies, I believe they're going to be in there too because there's supposed to be a, I think like a Fox portal for this. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of the nat National Geographic stuff, you're going to get the, the back catalog of that. Um, all the Star Wars. All the Star Wars. Um, so. And Clone Wars, which we forgot to mention. Yeah, they're even bringing in new Clone Wars stuff. You get kind of a, a cap off of to that series because it ended so abruptly. You do get kind of a closure, a finish. Yeah, you get some closure on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you, you're going to get a lot. Okay. Oh, uh, no, I mean right off the bat, and like you said, if you go with the um, the the the, the multi plaque was ESPN Plus and uh, Hulu. Um, that's just another boatload of television shows and specials and special events uh, that's going to be really good for the consumer. And right now, I mean, that's going to go up in price eventually, but for a starting campaign of what they're giving to you, it's a really great deal. It's a really yeah. great deal. I mean, there's no guarantee that they're keeping it at this price, but it's, 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 it's his entry point. It'll go up. It'll go up. I mean, ESPN Plus is still um, the same price point as the initial offer of, uh, I think that's 6 or $7 as well. Right. Um, and that's you know over a year now. But we shall see. Um, we shall see. Competition just makes things better for the consumer. Yes, it does. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think primarily taking it out everything that got thrown at us of all the, the wonderful stuff the disney plus i think is the most exciting um and i'm probably gonna just say you, you know from all the footage and everything i saw between parks movies and whatnot mandalorian just really has grabbed me and just you know taking me on yeah um, so i i don't know what out of all this what do you think is probably going to be the most interesting thing for you as well uh, I, I, honestly, like I said, in terms of, I just, like I said, there are a couple of things that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Like I said, like Mandalorian right off the bat is the golden jewel. Like I said, I'm looking forward to it as a series. Uh, I am looking really, uh, I wasn't really interested in WandaVision, but now like listening to the concept of what that's going to do, I'm very intriguing to see where that series is going once it drops. Uh, that looks good. Again, I'm big. I, I honestly, uh, the, the fact they're doing a Falcon and Winter Soldier and they're following up from uh, Civil War. Uh, honestly, I think my the best MCU film that I enjoyed in all time was uh, was the Winter Soldier line, Captain America Winter Soldier. Like, I think it was honestly, it's number one in my heart in terms of all the MCU films. That was just a great change from base from that. So the fact that yeah. they're going to follow that up with Falcon and, and Winter Soldier is something I am super looking forward to. Like I said, I, I am looking forward to Soul because that's such a... Anything Pixar-related, when I'm doing something new, it's always exciting to me because I think Pixar just has a great animation way of dealing with things. New so, and outside of the box. Yeah, they, they're, they're an outside-of-the-box company. Yeah. I wouldn't want to call it abstract animation. Yeah. Honestly, it, 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 it was smart that Disney kept Pixar along because you clearly could see the completely different styles. What, what Pixar does and what Disney does are completely different sets of things, and Pixar still makes money. So, yeah. you know, I, so anything that Pixar does that's really out of the box, I'm always looking forward to it. And uh, I, I mean, that's, 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 that's kind of really 
it. Um, at the end, it's that television show. You know, I'm looking forward to the, what Miss Marvel brings and how how good that is, and what they do with Moon Knight. And yeah, man, and um, and I'm psyched for um, episode nine, Star Wars episode nine. Yeah, that's yep. pretty good. All right. Well, thank you very much, my friend. All right. It's been Hi. great having you on again. Ah, it was a pleasure, Ben. It's a pleasure to rant. <laughs> and talk. Yes. We've been yes. doing it for, for a long, long time. <laughs> three hours. But I mean, there's so much to cover, dude. So much hey, to cover. If this was Gilligan Island, we'd brought in like 14 suitcases with us. Yeah. <laughs> that should wrap it up. For San Diego Comic-Con and D23, a lot came out, a lot of information. I'm sure you missed a few things. But make sure you keep track in the feeds. What are you most excited about? What from these two conventions inspires you, makes you excited? Is it the Disney Plus? Is it the new attractions? Is it the new stuff to Epcot? Let us know. Shout it out on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast or on Twitter, at Disney Marvels. Both of them. Also, join on there to make sure you are getting the latest news. I post out a lot of stuff, especially during these two um, two conventions. I was putting out a lot of information for you guys about what the announcements were and some stuff going on with the, with Disney and as a company. I'm always trying to post up news and always trying to converse with people as well. So, again, join up these groups. And also, you can email the show. Any suggestions, any news, um, any advice, or just any thoughts, you can email the show to Disney at, or at DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Again, the email address is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You can even leave a voice message through the Anchor app. All things are available to you, all forms of communication. Please, we'd like to stay in top. I want to thank you for your time. I know how precious it is, how little time we all have these days. And knowing that you've spent some of this time means a lot to me. It, it, it really means a lot. And um, if I could only ask for one additional little favor is to go on iTunes and rate and review the show. It really helps uh, people find the show and find out about the show. And I really appreciate it. I, I do go on there and check, uh, check what you guys are, are leaving. And it, uh, it's nice to see. Um, or just they also even tell people about the show. Uh, any Disney people you know. The more people in the Disney family, the better it is. So I, I, I appreciate it. Again, I appreciate your time. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. This way you always know when a new episode is posted and uh, when they're going to come out. Also consider becoming a premium subscriber. Head over to anchor.fm slash Disney Marvels slash support. Again, that's anchor.fm slash Disney Marvels slash support to become a premium subscriber to the show. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. It helps keep the lights on. If you're planning your next Disney vacation, make sure you contact our friends at Destinations with Character Travel Agency. They are the Disney earmarked agency specializing in cruise, resorts, and all sorts of vacations. Not sure where you want to go? Where you want to start? Start with Destinations with Character Travel. They will help you out. With over 50 years of experience in the travel worldwide, they can get you wherever you want to go, even if you don't know where you want to go. Find out how to take the stress and hassle out of your vacation and how you can enjoy yourself. 
Just contact them at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Again, the website is de- destinationswithcharacter.com, or you can email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com. Again, the email address is info at destinationswithcharacter.com. And be sure to mention that you heard about them on the Disney Marvel Podcast. Whatever you're facing out there, no matter how difficult, how impossible things may seem right now, don't give up. Look deep within yourself, and you will find the strength that you need to overcome it. Be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in. And things will get better. I promise. May not be today. May not be tomorrow. May not be next week. But one day at a time, things will improve before you know it. I'd like to end this show with a quote from the man himself, Walt Disney. Disneyland is like a piece of clay. If there's something I don't like, I'm not stuck with it. I can reshape it and revamp it. And that's from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.